it's not like I feel like you find the right person. Well, first of all, let's start with becoming the right person, right? Before you find the right person, you need to become the right person. So if you're looking for somebody secure, confident, someone who loves the Lord, somebody who's serving, like make sure you're doing all of those things. Like make sure you are serving, make sure you are secure enough in yourself where you can send a message. And if the girl rejects you, like you're, you're going to be okay. Um, that's like step one. It's like before finding the person, make sure you know who you are. Cause that's super duper important. Hey everyone, welcome back to One Thing Common Podcast. Y'all, it's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. And the, the last year has been crazy, but it's been good. It's been crazy good. And if you don't follow me on social media and you don't know yet, your girl got engaged. And my fiance, Chris. Come on, let's go finally which, on the podcast. Which is so crazy to say, like, you're not like my boyfriend anymore, you're like my fiance. So I have Chris on today, and I'm so excited. We're going to be sharing um, our story, how we met, our dating process, <laughs> process, like just our adventure with that and going into engagement. And then we asked on Instagram if you guys had any questions, so we're going to answer those questions as well. But I'm super excited because I feel like I've been wanting to have Chris on for a while, but I really felt like in my heart, okay, once we get engaged, like that's when I want to do a podcast, like yeah, yeah. kind of keep everything that we've been like our relationship more just between us and our closest friends and family. And then once we got engaged, I was like, all right, let's share with other friends what's going on. I mean, I wanted to be on this podcast since the moment I discovered it. So it's been a long <laughs> time coming and it's, this is it. I'm finally, it's, I'm it's- excited. A year and a half later and you're on, babe. I've been listening to so many podcasts to train myself. You know, I've been looking up different ones where like the guy comes <laughs> in and he's like trying to be funny and bring that different vibe. So I've been training uh, for a while now. I even was uh, reading uh, 21 Tips on your first <laughs> podcast, practicing some tongue twisters before I came onto this. So I'm, I feel ready to go. Hopefully I don't stumble and fall. No, he literally was on what was it google yeah you just yeah. googled and he started saying like sally seashells in the seashore i was like babe we're not gonna say that on the podcast seashells, <laughs> seashells by the seashore i that got was it good. i'm you ready to it. go i'm proud of you you need new york you did it all right so <laughs> where do we start babe i'm um, following you <laughs> all right so the first question that we got which we did want to like just even like share on this episode was like how we met which is really funny so Chris slid into the DMs and it was not Instagram. It was Facebook, mm-hmm. which is funny because when I originally told my friends that they're like Facebook, like what? Like that's so outdated. I was like, I know, I know. This, I guess I'm an the guy's man. different. <laughs> so it was on Facebook and Chris doesn't have an Instagram, doesn't have TikTok, doesn't have Twitter, like literally just Facebook barely goes on it. So I'm going to give you, you know, the, the mic here, babe, and just share i guess what was like going on wait before he says that before chris messaged me literally i'm not kidding you i pray to god and it wasn't something i felt like the lord put in my heart it's something like i told the lord like hey god i don't want to date anybody for six months so just remember that as he shares the story i pray to god that i don't want to date anybody i want to really focus on the lord i feel like i was super distracted and then bam, 24 hours later, come, and I get this message from this human being sitting right next to me. Come on now, let's go. Um, Yeah, I really appreciate that we kind of jumped into it by saying that I slid into your DMs, because every time I've told that story to other people, I've just kind of danced around that, 
phrase, but uh, it's essentially what happened. So here's my attempt to try to over-spiritualize that <laughs> uh, in the midst of the next maybe couple minutes. But yeah, I mean, I guess your boys out here, no Instagram, no TikTok, like Megan said, I don't have an iPhone. Uh, so- that, guys, did you hear that? That That is true love. Homie has an Android. We are out here. This is, come on, this is. This is real love right here, okay? I Do you like my case? <laughs> Most people like my case that are even are like cool. iPhone people. Uh, yeah. I'll share how I found out how you had an Android later. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, how did it start off? I mean, essentially I was doing what probably any one of you guys have found yourself doing uh, late night, which is just kind of scrolling through memes yeah. and uh, funny videos, which I think is pretty much the point of Facebook nowadays. And as I was scrolling through, you know, just entertaining myself and probably at a point where I should have been going to bed, it was probably like one in the morning, you know, um, I saw under my suggested friends, this beautiful woman that had totally captivated me just from her profile picture. And I was kind of like, you know, all right, what's going on here? (laughs) And then I saw that we had a bunch of mutual friends. So I was like, hmm. Let me just uh, click on this profile and take a little bit of a break from all the memes that I've been perusing. And I remember seeing your profile and seeing a lot of solid stuff that Megan was posting about the Lord, about life, and I think positive outlooks on things and engaging just uh, topics that I feel like other people maybe weren't regularly talking about. And then what I had saw initially was confirmed as I saw more pictures of Megan. I was like, oh, she is beautiful. It's not just one good profile picture. (laughs) Um, But to defend myself, it was the fact that I saw you had posted about having a podcast that had an episode that had over 3,000 downloads flex. And just so you know, I'm hoping that we can break that record with this episode. Well, it Uh, wasn't like one episode. It was like overall all the episodes. Okay, still. (laughs) I'm hoping that we can get more than 3,000 downloads. Come on, people want to hear this story. That's right, baby. So uh, I was really impressed by that. So I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to listen to this podcast. And if it's buns, if it's no good, then I'm not even going to entertain this little fantasy reality of me reaching out to a girl I've never talked to before and trying to start strike up conversation. Um, so I was set on that. I was like, if I get on this podcast and it's just like, live your best life i was like no i'm not i'm not doing this right so the first episode i listened to was actually with you and your dad Mm -hmm. it was about how to live a joy-filled life Mm -hmm. and it got into some i think harder heavier topics Mm -hmm. to actually kind of uncover the beauty of finding a whole life and i thought that was really good and then i remember listening to another one on how forgiveness leads to freedom which Mm -hmm. was with one of your pastors and that was convicting (laughs) and really good so I was like, okay, this is uh, pretty solid. So I'm starting to get these butterflies of like, okay, you, is your boy actually going to do this? Am I actually going to reach out? Am I going to fall on my face and take a massive L, which initially I thought I did, uh, but I'm standing here on this podcast engaged to this wonderful woman. So there's, you there's know how it ended up, but uh, yeah. And then after kind of thinking through it and, you know, I was in a place where I felt really Uh, content with my relationship with the Lord and kind of wanting to prayerfully pursue a relationship. I put myself out there and I 
messaged Megan intentionally is probably the phrase I'd rather use than sliding into the DMs. But if we're being honest, that's what I did. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just kind of shared who I was and how I was interested in getting to know you, how I thought that uh, Megan was incredibly beautiful and captivating and had some really awesome uh, content that she was putting out. And if she didn't want to talk or get to know me anymore, that she could just take it as a compliment and move on. And for a solid two weeks, I figured she had taken it as a compliment <laughs> and moved on. Um, but here we are. So, I mean, that's pretty much the genesis of, of our story from from my angle. And we can unpack that more, but that's, so, that's where it all began. So I want to say that now, my, my part. So, like I said, before Chris had messaged me, I didn't really have the intention of wanting to date someone or talk to someone. Um, so when he had messaged me, I was like, God, is this like a test? Like, are you testing me? Like, I, I just really wasn't sure. And um, yeah, for better words, Chris really was super intentional with what he wrote. I could say that I had never gotten a message like that in my entire life, like ever. And even reading it to my closest friends and reading it to my parents and they were like, wow, like this guy is different. Like, you well, uh know, when you read a message from somebody you don't know to your dad and Scott and my dad is like you better answer this guy like right now come on so <laughs> so I took um two weeks to respond and this is why okay I'm going to defend myself here because like I said I was very guarded I really wasn't sure I was like is this a coin like I just I don't know I would I was guarded I was just really trying to protect my heart um but it got to the point where my friends were like, Megan, you need to like respond to this guy, even just as a friend. And I think after like, when my friends had said that, it took off the pressure of like, okay, I don't have to date this guy or like, I don't have to see as like a future potential boyfriend. Like I could just message him back as a friend. And so me having that mindset that helped me to respond, not trying to like be flirty or not trying to like put on a friend, just being genuinely myself. And it was funny because like that day I responded, I remember I was like outside and I just had like gotten my like wisdom teeth removed. So I looked like a whole chipmunk and I was like eating up ice cream outside with a friend. And it was just so like, it was just funny. Like the whole thing was just like, I was like, I look crazy. This guy's like annoying. a movie. Yeah, it really, it did feel like a movie. And um, so- I mean, not for me for two weeks. It didn't feel like a movie. Yeah. Like a massive L, but you know. And so when I had responded to Chris, he had sent guys, like I said, this beautiful message. I mean, it was like intro body conclusion, like homeboy shot his shot. Like he shot the whole court. Okay. He left it all Separate. on the table. And I think one of the biggest things that like really stood out to me and even like to the people that I shared it with, like my, my closest girls and like my parents, what Chris had said, he was like, even if that's something you're not interested in, even if that's something that like Maybe you don't want to pursue it. You just take this message as a compliment and continue to do what the Lord's doing in your life and like moving people. Like that's enough for me. And I was like, wow. Like in other words, if you reject me, like I'm good. And you just don't see that often from guys. And I hear stories from like people or you hear stories on social media where like a girl rejects a guy and the guy like delete, block, uh, all the things, right? Because they just get so hurt when it's not really personal. And that just showed me so much of like his character where he genuinely felt okay if I was not interested. Like he was like, okay, like it is what it is, right? Like that didn't deter his uh, identity. Mm -hmm. So that really stood out to me. I feel like out of everything, that was the biggest thing that stood out to me um, when he had sent his message. And then, so I responded, Chris sent a beautiful long message and 
I thought I responded cordial, like nice, but mm. why don't you share your perspective? Because when we talked about it later, he was like, how did you mm. feel when you got my message back? Mm. And where were you? You have to share like exactly like what happened because it's pretty fun. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so let me just add in my perspective on this because I think it's so beautiful how um, Megan said she got to a place where her friends had convinced her, hey, just respond to him as if he's a friend, you know, like that's, I think that's great. I think that's awesome advice. Um, I felt like I was responded to as if I was in a corporate email thread um, and I had to attend some sort of uh, seminar about something I was not interested in. So it was true. very so like, so hi, my name is Megan dot. It is. I have come to realize that we do have a lot of mutual friends, period. I would like to talk more, period you know and it had her job title afterwards and her fax number and extension that, that's how he felt that's not how it happened though yeah that's how it felt but I didn't care because I was in the game that's all that mattered to me and all I know is that uh, when I received that message I was actually working a youth retreat at my church and for any of those of my friends out there that might be in ministry or just in a place of just uh, caring for someone or caring for a, a group of younger people, sometimes that can get a little tiring, right. you know, and the best place to be able to retreat from a youth retreat, everyone knows, is the bathroom stall. That is the one place of solace and peace that you can find (laughs) that that, uh, people aren't allowed to to bother you unless it is a drastic emergency. So your boy went to the bathroom to gather and protect his peace. I know that's That's something we've talked about in this podcast a lot. And as I was in the process of protecting my peace and intercessory praying for my own well-being, uh, I pulled out my phone. And I see on my notification bar that I had a Facebook message from Megan Costa Hank. And at first I was like, who? Because it had been two weeks. <laughs> I think after 10 days, I, I was like but, weeping and lamenting. That but you were still happen. listening to my podcast. Oh, even, of course. Even but I, was, I didn't respond. I was thrown off. I was thrown off. And, but like I said, I saw the corporate email and was just like, as, as long as I'm getting responded to, then let's, let's do it. And I was excited to lean in. And here we are. So, and also, I do want to say something. I want to say two things real quick. One, uh, when Megan had kind of pointed out, like, uh, this message kind of sharing more about my character and how maybe some guys, when they get rejected, will be, like, blocked, delete, or anything like that. I mean, that was definitely me years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So, there has been a process of just like growth in the Lord and and with myself that I think has led me to this place. So I don't want anyone to hear that as like, Oh, if that's something you struggle with as far as interpersonal uh, relationship dynamics you have, uh, that doesn't have to be the end of your story. I think God has more for you than that. And uh, I hope that maybe as we continue talking, that would be a testimony to lean into because I am not the perfect example and God has grown me a lot when it comes to perspective and patience and security and identity. Uh, so I definitely would have been uh, that guy that's like, uh, she doesn't want to talk to me, then meh, you know, uh, and that's probably the most PG way to put it on a podcast. Uh, and the second thing I want to say to all my guys that are listening to this and are just getting their notepad out and they're like, okay, how did he say it? How do I, okay, if you just compliment. And then it's a, I would not recommend 
using that language unless you really mean it. Mm-hmm. I remember the first couple of times I'd shared this story to some guys, they were like, Chris, I'm writing out this message. Is this how you said it to her? <laughs> And I'm like, homie, <laughs> if you're just trying to copy the words, man, just to try to see if you can like use some like genie magic, I don't recommend um, be a man of your word and say what you right. mean and let it be something that comes from a place of conviction and confidence. And I meant what I said as if she was just going to receive it as a compliment, then that's cool. Because sometimes we just have to be intentional being a blessing to other people. And also not necessarily quantifying success in a relationship with getting married. Uh, If that's the only definition of your success, then there's going to be a lot of unintended heartache Mm -hmm. and feelings of failure that I don't think is meant in the process of the journey of connecting with other people and connecting with God. Um, So yeah, I would just, I would give those two caveats uh, as we are kind of uh, sharing our stories, but it did work out for you boys. So I guess if you want to, you know. You did the thing. Learn some things from it. Go ahead. You did the thing. You did that, babe. Your discretion advised. You did those for you. I did. You did that. Pointing to my view right now. Uh, Start saving now if you're thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I feel like also the fact that Chris had heard my podcast before even messaging me, and I thought it was funny when you're like, you know, she's pretty, but the podcast is like, what, what would you say, Bogo? I said if the podcast was buns, Buns. if the podcast was cheeks, if it was bad, (laughs) I was not going to message. Right. So, so there's quality there. There was quality there. Of course. Um, I thought that was really cool too. That like he actually took his time. He wasn't in a rush. He's like, oh, she's pretty. Let me message her now. Or you know, like he wasn't rushed. And um, yeah, I definitely feel like I felt that in the message. Like it just was like you know, obviously, like I did my like traditional like let me look this guy up like in the sense of like let me go through his profile and it was just Facebook so I couldn't go through really anything else which was fine though because there was a lot of things like of him involved like in church and him like visiting friends in different countries and it just was really cool to see how just by seeing his profile before even responding because like you already know I was going through profile before responding of course (laughs) and I was like wow this guy seems rock solid like he did mention like in his message that he worked at church. So I could see like there was a lot like a lot of videos of him, like whether it was like him like speaking or sharing things during during COVID via video and just super involved, which was really important to me because where I'm at here in South Florida, I'm involved with my church family and church is really important to me. So I was like, whoever I end up with, like they need to have their own church community. I'm not trying to drag someone along. I'm not trying to uh meet like have somebody not meet me where I'm at but like he had his own has his own church community I have my own church community and like we're navigating that together uh, through long distance and so seeing that that was like really important to me so I was like okay cool like I already know that and it wasn't one of those where it's like homeboy has like a bible verse in his bio but like his lifestyle is not it's like no this guy is like walking the talk and so i don't think i have a bible verse in any of my no you don't (laughs) and if you do there's nothing bad with that but it's kind of funny when you go on someone's profile and you see a bible verse but then everything else is just like not that and you're like kind of left confused so well it's ironic there's actually a spoof uh instagram profile out there that some of my friends in college had made for me and they put a verse that's completely (laughs) and wildly out of context from Job, I think it's like the last <laughs> verse in the book of Job, which just talks about like, and he lived a long life and died as an old man. And it's, it's like, what? <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make any sense. So if you but... try to look for Chris on Instagram, he doesn't have one. That's not my profile. I don't have any power. Maybe you can make one in the future. We don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll see. 
I think the first step is to get an iPhone. So yeah, yeah, babe, that's that's definitely first step. Uh-oh. <laughs> Guys, that's this is real love right here. Okay, so I'm gonna pull up my phone and get some questions that we were asked yesterday for the pod today. Let's do it. And okay, so we answered like how you guys met, your love story, uh, finding the right person. How do you find the right person? Ooh. Mm, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, I guess you can start in the Facebook memes thread (laughs) (laughs) if you're following it uh word for word um good question yeah i don't know do you want me to shoot first on this or how do you want to do it babe it's your podcast i'm i'm just i'm just featuring i'm just (laughs) i'm just i'm just the co-star i I feel like (laughs) can i say one thing really quick I'm convinced that Megan's gonna be way more famous than oh me gosh. and have a bigger platform than me. To the point that you know, like when you when you look up like that famous person, the first thing that comes up is like all the news articles about like oh the last gosh. like cereal they ate and when they went to the gym and what shoes they were wearing. And then once you get past those news articles, you get to their Wikipedia page, which is probably gonna have information about like things that I don't even know about Megan yet from like her past and childhood. And then it'll get to the little section where it says spouse and we'll have my name and a little blue <laughs> hyperlink that you'll click on and it'll take you to a page where it doesn't even have a picture of me and it'll just say spouse of Megan Costa Hink. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I'm featuring on this podcast. So however you want to go about it, I, I'm down. That was a whole rabbit hole, babe. That's how <laughs> my brain thinks. Aye, aye, aye. Well, once we'll do more of these episodes and... Chris just finished with his master's in theology. So we'll be doing some fun theological talks. Rabbit holes. And he also is the college campus pastor at his church. So I'm a huge, big encourager and cheerleader of him. And I think he's going to do incredible and is doing incredible. Um, But he's extremely humble. So every time I say that, he just like brings it back on me or something. So back to the question, finding the right person. I'll answer that. Okay, ask cool. another question then. Because I went on that whole rabbit hole because yeah. I don't know how to answer it. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Next time, okay. honesty is the best policy. So um finding the right person. That's a great question. I don't think, and this is just like Megan's brain right now. I don't feel like, and this is a guy who asked the question, by the way. So we'll do like two different perspectives there. It's not like I feel like you find the right person. Well, first of all, let's start with becoming the right person, right? Before you find the right person, you need to become the right person. So if you're looking for somebody secure, confident, someone who loves the Lord, somebody who's serving, like make sure you're doing all of those things. Like make sure you are serving, make sure you are secure enough in yourself where you can send a message. And if the girl rejects you, like you're, you're going to be okay. Um, That's like step one. It's like before finding the person, make sure you know who you are. Cause that's super duper important. Um, and I feel like with me and Chris, just like, at least with us, like it, it's not something that we necessarily found or like Chris was like looking for, like, oh, I need to find a girl. Like that wasn't his intention. That's not what was on his mind. I mean, he had, he had a desire to be with somebody and I obviously had a desire to in my heart. Um, we just didn't know how it was going to unravel and how like our story happened, like hindsight, like we didn't know it was going to happen like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for instance, like that, it's almost like it fell into our lap. And I think that happened in a way where before in the past, we would do the finding the right person. We would try to put our best self forward. We would 
uh, try to be super confident when maybe deep down a few years ago, we had some deep rooted insecurities. Like we would put ourselves in situations. So maybe people that we were interested would, would notice us or X, Y, or Z. Right. And so when you start to go in that way of like looking for the person, I feel like we get as people, we could just get so distracted that you don't end up finding, you just kind of start to get frustrated Mm -hmm. and you start to like what Chris said, like the beginning where like years ago, if he had sent that message and I rejected him, like he would have felt some type of way. Right. Because there were still things that he needed to work on in himself. And so I feel like with that, as you work on yourself and you are around a good community and good people and good friends, like a lot of times, like those people will kind of like highlight someone around you or they'll start of like hey man like are you ready to get into a relationship or like hey man like I don't know like those close friends of yours that can like speak into your life and and share certain things um so I think that it like I said it starts with becoming the right person and I really feel like it's also like focusing on you and focusing on God and like God has to be number one in your life because if he's not number one in your life and you're trying to find the right person and God isn't that, then you're going to place your identity in that person that you find and almost place it at the seat of God. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in our case, like in our past, we dated people where, well, I won't speak for you, but I'll speak for myself, where I put this guy on a pedestal, right? And then when he failed me, I was like, oh my gosh, how could you fail me, right? And it's like, I was so busy finding someone and putting my identity in them. And they were quote, almost like treating them as if they were God. And then when I realized that they were imperfect, just like me, hello, one thing called podcast, then I was heartbroken. And I was, and that's why the Lord had to like bring me out of a whole rabbit hole and do open heart surgery. And so I think from that learning experience of, okay, let me now try to find the right one. Let me actually try to just work on myself and let me be around good community and let me start serving the Lord and let me be around people that are like living the life that I want to live. And I feel like at times when you start doing those things, like you start to find that person. Um, and even like, for instance, me and Chris aren't like, he lives in Orlando. I live in South Florida and somehow our worlds collided. You know, I went to UCF back in 2015 to like 2017, 2018. And Chris was there in the similar years we had never crossed paths. We had never met one another yet. We had all these friends that were involved in both of our lives. Mm -hmm. We're both part of similar campus ministries. And yet we had never met in person because timing is so important. And had we, and we talk about this all the time, like had Mm -hmm. we had met each other years ago, it just wouldn't have worked because I was deeply deeply insecure that like not even I knew what I was insecure about right and then Chris had his things that he had to work on and so yeah oh yeah we had it like we could have met but we probably wouldn't be where we are today and so I feel like a lot of it's also just trusting the Lord like trusting what God has for and he has the best for you like had I tried to move things and make things happen for myself I don't think that would have happened I think if it was in my hands and not letting God do his thing, then it probably would crumble. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like I, I hope I <laughs> kind of gave insight in that. I don't think it's necessarily you're finding that person. And and I don't think that's the mindset that you should have. I think it's more like, hey, let me focus on me, Lord. Who do you want me to become in this season, Lord? Who? How do you want me to become better? And I just think like, as you become that person, you're going to attract that person. Like Chris saw that 
through the podcast that I like to encourage people and that I'm life-giving and he liked that because he's also encouraging and he's life-giving and the conversations are deep and thoughtful and meaningful and he likes to have deep and thoughtful meeting conversations so it's like when he saw the life that I was living he's like wait a minute her life really aligns to the life that I'm living like this could work out right so it's not like he was searching for me it really just it's like the Lord highlighted me to him at the moment that I was ready. And I don't even know if I was ready. I was like nervous, but I, again, I trusted the Lord. I said, God, if this is from you, then open this door and give me peace. And if it's not from you, like shut the door right away. And he never shut it <laughs> and he just left it open and he allowed me to trust him again. And so I know that was a lot, but I think that's just where people ask me and I even like, when I like did student ministry and stuff, I'd hear that question. It's like, Hey, stop trying to find someone and become that person. And as you become that person, it's like the Lord will make that happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. I feel like (laughs) I can just ditto that and like retweet and like, and repost what Megan says in that. Um, I don't know. I guess what, what comes to my mind on top of that, and maybe just adding on to it is, I think having the mindset of like trying to find the right person can potentially be um, just not super helpful because like think of, I know in my own story, there was plenty of times where I looked to the Lord and was like, God, this person is the right person. So like make it happen. <laughs> Come on. Like I know I could pray to you about anything and everything. Come on, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Come on, conquerors in Jesus name. Um, but I look back on those, uh, people that I crossed paths with and God loves them. And I'm thankful for the ways that, uh, those relationships had helped me grow closer to him and grow as a person. Um, but in retrospect, I'm like, man, I'm kind of glad that, um, that those weren't the people that maybe God had blessed to continue moving forward with. So if, if we only go out of a mindset of what can sometimes be a, a temporary filter of like, I need to find the right person. Um, what's right in front of you might not be the right thing, you know? Right. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I can <laughs> I can vividly remember uh, I loved Dragon Ball Z, all right? <laughs> so for any of my anime fans out there <laughs> that have maybe not had the safe space to admit that in this podcast community, you can come out and, and support. But I love Dragon Ball Z. And there's actually some anime fans that are going to be like, Dragon Ball Z, is that really even an anime? That's kind of not that hardcore, but come on. Anyway, so part of that show is like these characters that would like power up to like become Super Saiyan and like fight the bosses. And when they did that, their hair would become yellow and spiky. And it was this whole thing. And I remember telling my parents that the right thing for me would be to get my hair spiked dyed blonde so I could look like a super saiyan and my parents are like no (laughs) we're not gonna let you do that and I was like why do you hate me like this this I know is is what's meant to be um and I look back on that and I'm like wow that was not right (laughs) um so I think just going off what Megan was saying like instead of making your focus finding the right person is like finding the Lord like finding him and in him you will find contentment you'll find uh, peace you'll find a closeness that is indescribable and intimacy with the lord you'll find healing uh, identity 
all these things that all of our hearts long for that we we tend to look for in another person uh, that's meant to be a beautiful connection with someone else, but it's overflowing from that solid foundation Mm -hmm. of having found um, Jesus. So I think your your top priority prayerfully, and and sometimes that's something that can make sense in our head, but takes a little bit longer to flow to our hearts. And I know that was my story for X amount of years. Um, but truly that should be your, your North star and your intention, because I, I'd also just say, uh, cause I know when I used to hear that advice, uh, when I was in college or even in high school, uh, I would kind of nod my head, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, dang, this kind of low key sucks. I just want this to like work out. And I'm like, oh, I got you know, um, but I, I I'm so, I'm so thankful or the people that spoke that advice, I think, into my life. And it is something that when when you find that intimacy, when you find that contentment with the Lord, um, it really gives you, I think, the opportunity to have that prayer that's at the depths of, I think, everyone's heart, which is, God, I want to have the most satisfying, uh, beautiful, whole, life-giving, life-transforming, life-equipping relationship. You know, I don't think anyone's going to pray to God that, Lord, I pray that my relationship would be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, <laughs> Lord, I pray that it would maybe kind of work out <laughs> and I would be able to tolerate my other person. Whether you have put words to it or not, we all deep down want the best that God has to offer when it comes to relationships with one another, whether right. it's romantic, whether it's friendship. And if that's what we really want, that's something that I think God wants to gift us in time, but also in in growth and from a solid foundation. Um, So I look back on my life and I can see the many times that I pray that God would give me the fullness that there is to experience in a relationship. And I'm thankful that um, I think through the time and through the discernment and through the experiences and through... um, God bringing me to a closeness of him that I didn't even perceive was possible uh, years ago. Uh, that I think gave me the platform and gave us a platform to be able to step into this, uh, which there's been many times we've talked about how much of a, a blessing that our relationship has been and how it even goes beyond what we could have hoped or dreamed or imagined uh, when it comes to relating to one another. So I would just encourage you guys that God hears all of your prayers. God's a relational God. He's created us to desire relationships with him and with each other. And if your prayer, whether verbalized or just exists internally in your own heart, that is that you would have the fullness a relationship has to offer. Um, God is not stingy with gifts. He loves to give us the, the fullness of what he's intended. And that is good. It's beyond anything you could possibly dream or imagine or write up as far as your own story but allow him to be the one that curates that story and writes that story. And and you'll find something that is just, yeah, incredibly powerful and incredibly uh, beautiful. So to find the right person, make it your goal to find the one, find the Lord and he will make your paths straight from there. That's good, baby. That's a word. Take some notes, people. That's a word. All right. I'm going to pull up some more questions we got. Let's go. All right. We got a ton of how the story of how y'all met. We did that. All right. Was there a moment or what was the moment that you both knew 
okay, this person is the one. I feel like you, you should go first. Like my yeah, I mean, you went first last time, so I feel like that's kind of like basic podcast etiquette, right? Um, so I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna roll with it. Uh, <laughs> not like right before the podcast. Yeah, I was on the tips that I read the 21 tips, so I was trying to pull it back up, but you know, we're just flowing here. So, was there a moment where it just kind of clicked? I mean, besides when I saw suggested friends and her profile picture. Um, yeah, I would say. There are probably two instances that come to my mind, though, immediately as we were connecting and I was seeing the way that Megan just listened really well, um, her heart of, of joy and her perspective on life, her ability to take the Lord seriously, but not take herself too seriously, um, were all these qualities that were immediately like gripping my heart and gripping my attention. Uh, I don't know if I would say there was like one surefire moment where I was like pulling out my phone and going on like Jared, the diamond jewelry store. And I was like, all right, let's do this. Right. <laughs> um, but I think there are a couple of uh, remarkable moments that I can go back to. And the first one I would say is uh, on our first date. I remember our first date. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going way back. I know this. I'm going way back. So that when Megan tells you that it was like seven months into it, you can feel better about how I knew immediately. No, I'm just kidding. That's kind of messed <laughs> up. Um, but truthfully, on the first date, I remember after we went to Too Much Sauce, which is now closed. RIP. RIP. That place was goaded. And when I was thinking about proposing to you, I was like, oh, I'm going to do that thing where you take them back to the first date. And then I looked it up and saw it was closed. So I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, but I think what we ended up doing was good. It but was, it was perfect. after we sat at Too Much Sauce, outside for a couple of hours and we chatted casually uh casually you know first key. time meeting ever <laughs> low-key flex couple of hours um we went to the fresh market afterwards because megan wanted to get some uh, items for her trip while she was in orlando which is a very important part of our story that we'll touch on maybe a little bit more <laughs> later because there's some funny funny content in that right, right. uh that's exchange. like ftp later of course FTP. But I did recognize, you know, I consider myself a pretty like outgoing, talkative person. I like engaging with people that I don't know and Bubbly. and all that stuff. Yeah. And I remember just walking into the fresh market <laughs> and Megan kind of just takes the charge. She's walking <laughs> in. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm kind of like following right behind her. And she goes up to this like random store worker who I cannot remember his name for the life of me. But dude, it's late. You know, it's probably like eight maybe 8 30 pretty sure the sun was down at this point someone's very down this guy's like stocking aisles probably just like begging for his shift to be over so he can go home and probably watch dragon ball z you know <laughs> or scroll through memes like i was probably doing not that long ago and i remember just megan walking up to this guy and talking with him with intentionality and with optimism and looked at his name tag and let's just say his name was anthony it was like hi anthony nice to meet you and he's like what <laughs> and you know my name <laughs> and megan's like anthony can you please tell me where i can find like the coffee like where is that and he's like um i think it's aisle five and then megan's like awesome anthony you're goaded great at your job I appreciate you you're rocking it and this guy's like demeanor like was uplifted he was like yeah i am awesome 
at my job telling people where the coffee is. And just from that little like <laughs> engagement of intentionality, I was like, wow, like Megan is just so fun to be around and she values the people. And I think you can really tell the character of someone or how they, they treat a, a waiter or a waitress or a janitor or just a stalker at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And that had really stuck with me um, just with her, her character. But I'd say further along in the process, um, definitely when I came down to Miami for my birthday and you had planned this whole like picnic extravaganza and it was so fun, so intentional. She got all these little intentional gifts for me, wrote these intentional uh, notes and letters that had me tearing up out here on this like picnic out there. And, you know, that was a big moment that I was like, man, I can see how much effort she puts into uh, having people feel seen and cared for. And that's someone that I would love to, to build a life with. And I would say the last thing that probably really kind of melded it together for me was actually when we started getting into conversations where we had to handle some like tension or some disagreements Mm -hmm. Um, and to see the way that you had listened to me so well, the way that you had processed information really well, the way that you had welcomed me processing through things that um, maybe didn't make full sense to me or or maybe I was even like out of pocket on, um, but the grace and the patience and the humility, uh, Megan's ability to be able to listen and respond well and not just make it her aim to just listen to you and then say what's on her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, the radical humility for her to be able to say, hey, this is maybe where I didn't mean to say this and I apologize for that. And that was so attractive and so um, holy, I think just different and, and set apart uh, than what you normally see. So I would say a nice, beautiful combination of those three things was when I started fervently searching on Google for engagement rings and thinking through my budget and um, selling plasma and plasma. doing <laughs> Uber Eats. <laughs> you didn't do that, babe. I did do Uber Eats a couple Shut times. Shut up, you I did? did? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's stuff's stop. coming out on the podcast you can ask my Wait, roommates that's stop it. yeah 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 so but it wasn't for that long okay yeah. it was I, I i i was like i ain't doing this much longer so so you never I'll mentioned just, that like, like messages i'll after. just i'll just tighten up my budget and i'll figure it out from there so, funny. so yeah that's me it's funny my nephew justin um he's here right now and I told him, like, Chris is coming. He's like, can you tell Chris to bring, was like, the PS5 or something like that? Yeah, my PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5. And then I asked Chris, and then Chris is like, tell Justin how to sell that soccer to save up for your ring. Yep. That was the first thing to go. <laughs> so if you guys are saving up to buy something for the love of your life, start saving now. Well, you got to you gotta figure, your boy, once I had those three experiences that I just alluded to, was, like, ready to do it, like, the next weekend. So I'm sitting here <laughs> going, like, I got to raise this money fast, right. you know? And then we started talking and Megan's like, hey, let's not even really lean into this until after a year of dating. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I don't have to like Uber Eats at two in the morning anymore. Yeah, uh, I can work it out on my budget. So which I think we should talk about. I think we should talk, talk. about. So I think <laughs> it'll save you the wee hours of doing pizza. <laughs> I feel like I felt so comfortable and I was not afraid of talking to Chris about like convictions I have boundaries I have 
and I knew homeboy like after his birthday, like, and that's like that was the first time you told me that you love me. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. you said, I love I thought that you. was going to be in the second podcast episode. Like, okay, that's in this one. Okay, we're, we're just we're just going to drop it right there. All right, okay. and I was like, <laughs> oh shoot, homie, homie said that I love you. Like it's it's on, it's on, and it's real. And um, I just knew. I think by that time we had been like, was it? like a few months like almost six months of like well, this intentionally is, this is, talking this is this is up for debate when we use the language of <laughs> when so okay that okay we'll, we'll jump back to that okay we'll cool, jump back cool, to cool, that cool, cool. i'm but getting ahead of myself you're sorry. Getting yourself. sorry reel back in yeah, i lost my train of thought you were talking about when <laughs> we were going on the picnic day i said that i loved you oh right right, 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 right. so <laughs> listening also <laughs> He's a good actor. Because imagine if I didn't listen, y'all would have caught me yeah. just staring at her, being like, wait, what were we talking about? Which happens to me sometimes. Sometimes so, I do look at Megan and just get lost in her and her eyes and everything. Okay, so back to the picnic where you yes. told me you love me. Yes, yes, yes And yes. I was like, oh, shoot, you just said that. And I said, I love you back. Um, And I knew, I was like, God. I got it. So <laughs> that would have been bad on your birthday too. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, I knew, I was like, homeboy like and also like if you're not a christian and you're listening to this like just like a little like glimpse into the christian world like christians aren't known to date the longest like and if you do it's people have their reasons and there's something wrong with that but usually when you're around our age you're almost 30 i'm almost 27 like you know like you're not just trying to date for like five years and then get married like you know we're trying to like hey we found our person and like when you know you know and like that's it so like Chris knew after six months, he's like, he's ready to lock it in. And I was like, it's not that I didn't see myself with Chris. That wasn't it. It was more of like, Hey, I know we still have like some conflicts that we probably yet to like go through, or maybe there's some things that we haven't yet like discovered of each other where it comes to like, when you realize those like hard conversations come, it's like, how do we have that dynamic? And so I just really felt peace in my heart. And I really felt the Lord just put in my heart, like, Hey, date for one year Mm. and start premarital and when you do those two things then I was open to being like okay after one year of dating and after like starting premarital like I'm like you can ask me to marry you sure because it's not that had Chris asked me before I would have said yes but I when he did ask Mm -hmm. (laughs) when he did ask I was 100% 100% my yes was my yes there wasn't a single ounce of doubt there wasn't a single like I said yes but we haven't talked about this or I said yes but he doesn't know this or like no like we've like I said like he said like we've had hard conversations and I feel like the things that brought us closer together are like those hard discussions and I remember one time I was in Orlando and I was gonna leave back to Miami and we went to first watch and we're like hey let's just get some bridge before I go and I don't know how we got to the conversation, but it happened. And we were there for like four hours to Classic. where like you were literally, you looked at your phone and you're like, oh shoot, my meeting. <laughs> I don't know. It, like it got covered, I guess. Like, yeah, 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 you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're good. Come on, we are but I looked and I was like, oh shoot, like a whole four hours just passed. And it was just like, I feel like in the Christian world, you could see people that date and it's like six months and they're engaged and like within the first year they're married and that's great. And if that's your story, that's awesome. And like, that's probably what the Lord gave you peace for. And that's probably like the the path that like the Lord puts you on. But I think everybody's so 
different in their journey. I think it's very specific, like important to not compare your journey to someone else's or like some people may look at us and be like, wow, they got engaged quickly. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we probably know people have been dating for years and they're not engaged and they're on their journey. Right. So I think it was important to not compare. And I think we also spoke about that. Like we've had friends that did get engaged quicker and got married quicker. Um, and I think we spoke about, Hey, we, because our friends did that doesn't mean that we have to do the same thing that they did in the sense of like jump right into it. Um, because we're on our own journey and also like a huge factor into that was like we're doing long distance like maybe it would have been different had we been in person but like y'all just to like break it down chris like messaged me in like the end of what october november uh october october we met in person like around december 10th Mm -hmm. the first like around like the first week of december all right and then the second time we saw each other was in February. So like literally as we were talking and meeting, it was like most of our time was just communicating over the phone yep. and talking. And that's how we were getting to really know each other, just talking, 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 talking and sharing stories and stuff. And then finally when we're together, it's like, okay, this is what it feels like to be with one another. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to share that because I know I almost felt like people, you know, knew that we were dating. They're like, so when are you guys going to get engaged? When are you going to get married? And it's almost this like pressure that like, it's not people put on you, but you start to feel like, oh shoot, like, should I rush this? And I just feel like if you trust the Lord and you bring all that to prayer, like the Holy Spirit will give you the peace of like, hey, like, like I said, for Chris, I told him like, hey, I feel comfortable with this. And again, it wasn't because I was doubting him or, or our relationship. It was just more of like, no, like, I really feel like the Lord is calling me to be patient in this. And I feel like he's going to bless that. And he has, and he is, and it's so good. And I feel like we are in our season of engagement and it's not rushed. We're not arguing about, you know, wedding stuff, or you, you hear like core stories of people, like when it comes to wedding planning and it's just stressful. And I think, cause I've had friends who have gone through those journeys and like, dude, like, please take our advice, like enjoy the engagement season. Like you're only engaged once and well you know like everyone's words everyone but you know you're you're planned to be engaged once and you have this season enjoy it embrace it uh don't get too caught up on the wedding like yes it's gonna be beautiful but that's one day um focus on what's gonna last like the longest which is your marriage and i feel like we started premarital shout out to caleb and latoya our premarital people we love you guys let's go and um it's been so good and i feel like through even doing premarital, we've like gotten to like, I've learned stuff about you. And I feel like you've even done like inner deep work of like deep rooted childhood things that like Caleb was like, Hey, you should probably have a conversation about this with Megan. So then she knows. Right. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with me, like there's things that like were brought up where I was like, Oh wow. I saw this growing up or like, you know, I maybe have this habit and it's just so good. And so like, yes, we're so excited for our wedding and we're planning that. That's awesome. That's amazing. But like, I think we have been before even getting engaged, we have been preparing ourselves for marriage. Sure. Like before we got engaged and I told Chris, I'm like, before you get engaged, like I want to do premarital with you. Cause like I said, I knew I was going to marry him. It was just a matter of like, it's one less thing we have to worry about while we're engaged. Yep. So I feel like that took a chunk out because once you get engaged, wedding planning is a lot especially if you're you know have big family and stuff yep. so I feel like it took off the of pressure friends. of like okay check we have to do this 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 it's just been able to flow so naturally and fun and like I said when I said yes it was like oh man like this is my human like this is the person I want to do life with forever and it was the easiest yes of my entire life oh yeah 
So, but what, what was the moment that it clicked though for you? Right. Um, for me, it was, I think about a month after your birthday, it was in May and Chris okay, came. So she's not too far behind. I'm not too far behind. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and so doing long distance and having totally different work schedules, um, we have to really like play around how we visit one another, how, like the time links and all that stuff. So a lot of times when Chris comes to visit, maybe one or two days I have off and the rest I'm working. Like today I yep. went to work while Chris was working from my home with my family here. And yep. um, so it was one of those days where Chris had to come and I was at work. And while I was at work, Chris took Justin, my oldest nephew, to buy his first Bible at the mall, which was so cute. And they were sending me pictures of like them eating pretzels at the mall. And I was like, my heart. And it was, it was really fun. And then after that, he came home and then he was telling me how um, he was having conversations like with my parents and they were opening up to him. And then after that, when I got home, we went to see our, my nephews. They had like a VBS, which is like vacation Bible school, like a play, super cute. And then after that, we're like, okay, we want to have date night. Like <laughs> we need to spend time with one another. And so after the VBS, we went to Hollywood Beach Boardwalk. We uh, had pizza and uh, pizza, if you want to call it that. <laughs> sure. Okay, we had a conversation last night because I had no idea, but we should just say it. <laughs> Vegan cheese. Okay, y'all. So not from the Lord. It's, it's not, not like intention. if it's I not. could if I could eat regular cheese and not break out all over my face. Trust me, I would. But you know what? Dairy and like acne are just two things that happened to me and so I tried to avoid dairy like that as much as I can and so I got vegan cheese and I said hey Chris do you want to get like your own or do you want to just share he's like oh, I'll share and I was like okay awesome and he never complained about it he ate the whole thing he ate it like a champ to now where I find out last night that he actually hated that pizza my god <laughs> I mean I just I don't know if I want to get into the depths of yeah what was really going on in my mind <laughs> Well, all I'm going to say is, is that when a pizza comes out and the cheese be looking like Elmer's glue. It didn't even look bad, though. Maybe because I'm used to seeing vegan pizza and you're not. Plastered on red Baby, Crayola so cardboard. Dramatic. You got to be careful. Okay, it doesn't look as good as regular pizza, but like, it doesn't look that bad. May I, I think I'm just used to seeing it and you're not. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm never going to see it again. <laughs> So the point of the story. You can talk about boundaries and stand <laughs> happily. And you know, as for this house, we shall worship the Lord and I will not have vegan cheese on my pizza again. But Megan can. She's cool. But I can. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We, that's, that's, a, cool. that's a boundary. Yeah. So it was that night and we had a pizza. It was really fun. And there was this lady that like was going around the tables um, selling these like light, glow in the dark, light up roses that obviously like were they weren't real, but they were glow in the dark. And, you know, kind of the table was like, oh, no, thank you. And kind of like moving away and like, you know, just like not giving her much attention. And um, if you don't know Chris, he is very like a lot of times where people turn away from those people. Chris is one to be like, oh, hey, like, like, show me what you're selling or he's talking to them. And it's really cool because I don't think I've ever been with someone that was so attentive to someone who, you know, you're having dinner and someone's trying to sell you something. And I don't think she really was supposed to even be in that area, to be honest. Um, but Chris saw something in her that most people just didn't see or don't even want to see. And it was just the human part of her where he was like, hey, like she's selling something. Maybe, you know, like 
she needs the money for something, right? It's like, there's a deeper reason why it's not just like, no one's just doing that on a Friday night just for the fun of it, right? So she comes over and Chris like, oh, hey, you know, how much is Rose? And I think you like got two and, or I don't even know, but I know like whatever extra money you had, like you gave it to her and you said, keep the cat, the change. And you're like, so, you know, what brings you here? And she starts sharing her story and I'm pretty sure it was like her daughter or her niece. And like she was in the hospital, she just had surgery or she was getting surgery and finances. Yeah, she been... showing us pictures of it all too. It wasn't like, uh, a sob story that wasn't even like real story yeah Mm -hmm. and she was just doing her best as she can to raise as much money as she could uh for her family going through that and in that moment I felt so convicted because I'm not gonna lie like let's say I'm having dinner with my family and I just see someone try to sell something when like they're not really supposed to be there and they're kind of just like you know like quote quote bothering you um but Chris I feel like the Lord used Chris that day to show me like the WWJD, like, what would Jesus do? And like, Jesus would look at the woman and take time to listen to her story because she's a human being. Like, she does have a heart and she does have a story. And I think that was just something that really moved me where I was like, wow, I've, again, I've never been with someone who just s- took their time to stop to listen to a complete stranger and support them. And and the cherry on top of that was, you know, we're talking and and I think she, she no, you had a shirt that said pray. Yeah. It was like a really cool, like design shirt. It said like pray, like, and um, the lady had asked, I guess, like us a question or mm-hmm. something about prayer. And Chris was like, hey, like, did she ask? If- I, she had uh, saw my shirt and she was like, oh, this must be a God thing. Like, can you pray? Right, 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 right. And I was like, oh, and I looked down. And I was like, I do have a shirt that says pray. All right. Yeah, let's 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 do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> you did. So, yeah, we ended up uh, praying for her and I felt like the Lord had really just ministered to her heart through that moment and it was it was a beautiful connection uh with someone and yeah i think also just to 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 bring people maybe behind the scenes in that moment you know as as she's walking up in the restaurant everything within me maybe feels uh, a little uncomfortable at first or is wondering oh you know what does she want what does she need you know, um, is she going to come towards us? It's not like I have the most like holy thoughts that are like (laughs) running through my mind in the beginning, but there is a moment of like pause where I feel like, uh, if we, if we learn how to be attentive to the Holy spirit, um, you'll hear God still in small voice, say something like, Hey, Chris, you know, when no one else saw you, I saw you like, would you be willing to see my daughter in this moment? Uh, and then it's, it's up to you. Uh, as far as leaning into that or not. Um, and there's just been enough times where I feel like God has uh, seen me in, in hard moments or in dark moments where I felt like no one else had seen me and has shown me how we can be a part of bringing the light and the kingdom in other people's lives and how that's not just a duty that we are tasked to do, but a joy to be able to take part in. Right. And yeah, I guess God's kind of just humbled me in those moments and we, we leaned into it together and it was a cool moment. Yeah. It was really like, just, I feel like I had those same thoughts where I was like, Oh, she's coming. Like, do we, do we talk to her? Do we not? Like, it's just kind of like one of those things where like, everybody's like kind of like moving away from her and like, you can kind of even see like the waiters, like, Oh, she's like bothering our, our, our customers, like tell her like she can't be here. And it was funny. Cause like <laughs> Chris started when Chris was praying for like, the lady like comes and she takes her food and she's like 
dropping off the bill and like she's like watching this whole thing happen and I think that was probably the first time that they saw somebody at their restaurant like actually take the time to talk to someone like her and pray for her and it was just really beautiful I feel like people around us were even like watching like in more like admiration like wow look like that's so beautiful you don't really see that happen often um versus like oh that's weird like no it was something that like I don't know I think it's beautiful and I see people like pray out in public like that and so that was like a wow moment for me and then we went to go get ice cream and we went to the beach and we were sitting on the sand and Chris is just telling me all about his day he had with my family with Justin with my parents and while I'm at work and this isn't something like I had asked Chris like oh can you please stay with my family and entertain them while I'm at work and like no like he did this all out of like the kindness of his heart like he did this because he wanted to not because he had to not to get extra brownie points like he did it because he wanted to and that meant so much to me and I'm like wow like there's this guy that could be doing anything right now he could have just been chilling he could have been working on his like work stuff he could have been doing whatever he just devoted his time while he's down in south florida not just to be with me but also my family which is so important because family is so much to me like family is such a value that i hold and the fact that he just unconditionally just spent his time and money and just time that's the biggest thing i feel like that's the biggest treasure we have on earth is time and as he's talking and he's sharing all this stuff i just like in my head I didn't share it with him, but I was like, I'm going to marry this man. Like, this is a man I'm going to marry. And it was just so peaceful. It was so subtle in my heart. It wasn't like, um, it just, there, there was so much peace that came with that. And that was like in May and yeah. And then after that, we just continue our journey of, of dating and, and talking. And as we started to talk more about, like, I think there was like, some conversations we had, um, where we both were like hey like we both see each other like getting married and we're both Mm -hmm. on the same page with that it wasn't like he just asked and we never talked about it like no we talked about it (laughs) all that stuff and uh, we just were were both in agreement with it uh the people that we love were in agreement with it our family our friends uh our church family Mm -hmm. that you know chris had come to 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 vertical and and he'd meet like all the people in my life and i'd go to his church and i'd meet his people and it was just so beautiful and it's you know uh, two different cultures and just being able to to meet all those people and and connect and it's just really cool to see like the lord bring all that together and so for me that's where i knew i was like okay it was that day at hollywood i was like this is the one mm-hmm. also just would say that um she kind of breezed past a, a little important point of when we went to go get ice cream together. oh my god <laughs> And I experienced for the first time that kind of like classic trope where you go to a spot and you're like, hey, babe, hey, love, do you want anything? She's like, "Mm, I'll just have a little bit of yours. And I was like, "Mm, she's probably going to have like half of my ice cream. And she did. And I knew in that moment when it didn't bother me, I was like, man, this is this is someone I have to marry. Because anyone else that's eating half of my pralines and cream Haagen-Dazs, I'm not trying to covenantially pass myself to you for all of life. That's uh, love right there, babe. And I felt that, you know, so. That's really, I really did. Take her to Haagen-Dazs. I really thought, y'all, I'm telling you, I really was just going for one bite, but it was so good. It was the first time I ever tried that ice cream. It's great. Pralines and cream. Come on. It's like his favorite. I had just tried it. I was like, this is really good. And I'm just eating it. Oh, it's almost halfway gone and he's just listening to me talk and oh baby you should ice cream yep but now ladies like i i also like guys they just 
they're not big fans of sharing their food like it's just like they'd rather buy us a whole meal than like share half their fries like they just hey do you want a burger i'll get you your own burger well i mean it's, i'm open to sharing my yeah. food but it's like certain things like ice cream i'm a <laughs> ice cream guy you know what i mean you just rather give me my own ice cream I, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I would but you know sharing is caring i'm not oh, get against <laughs> sharing i don't need some like deep youtube thumbnail that just clips this part out and is like local pastor hates sharing well in his life like i don't need that in my life so i love sharing just so everyone knows everyone's clear on that please share Alrighty, friends, this is the end of our part one for this episode. I am so excited to finally have this out. And I did ask on IG if y'all wanted the whole episode, which was two hours or cut it in two parts. Y'all said two parts. So that's what we're giving you. So if you're ready to listen to part two, it is already out. And I will talk to you guys soon.